motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. We now move over to the ringside report. Trying to give it a bit of gravitas there, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carl, you've uh, you've been kind enough to um, to sort of drive most of these segments. So, do you want to do you want to kick off our ringside report? Yeah. So, I think it was it was pretty light, you know, in the in the rumor mill and in the the newsroom, if you will, uh, this week. I think all the focus has kind of just been on WrestleMania and and the kind of fallout from that, really. But um, I mentioned earlier on there was a bit of breaking news that we found uh, today around. Uh, Rhea Ripley. So it looks like, um, you know, she's Australian um, and it looks like her work visa has actually expired. So she's had to return to Australia. Right. That's, um, I'm sure they'll find a way around that. Um, I don't know how, I'm literally no expert in in the visa situations, but um, WWE would, I imagine, do everything they could to resolve that. But yeah, I mean, surely she's going to have to go back for an amount of time. It might be a good time for her to have a break right after Mania and given the COVID-19 situation. Um, yeah, that, that's a shocking one, to be fair. Is she even yeah. in a position to fly? Her flight's still going. Can you fly? I mean, I, I, don't know. I think I think she's back there, so she's got there somehow. But yeah. um, I think, I'm guessing she's going to have to reapply like for another work visa and, and obviously in, in conjunction with WWE. But then there's however long that takes, you know, with all the fucking the COVID stuff going on. And then you know, for her to actually have all that approved and be granted the the green card and being able to come over and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. mad. Crazy. Right, so there's a shock for you guys. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to clickbait you. When we put it on YouTube, I'm going to put Rhea Ripley leaves WWE <laughs> just to make you fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, uh, that's how some of the other guys do it. Names will not be mentioned. Nope. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Second, um, uh, we... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to this one because we touched on it before, but we said we mentioned it in the ringside report. So, do you want to mention the controversy around the uh, Randy Edge match? Randy yeah, Edge? So... Do you remember when Ooh. Edge was Randy? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Puns. Um, so, yeah, so I think there was a certain part of this match um, that ruffled a few feathers. So, as, as, as we know from the guided tour, the performance centre that was given to us um, in the 40 minutes, um, there is a, a fitness and kind of workout uh, area in, in the back of the performance centre, which happens to have um, some, some weight equipment, like a, a weight machine. And one of the spots that was pulled off in the match um, effectively had Randy Orton um, put Edge, his, his arm and his neck in some of the kind of... Um, like the, the, the wire mechanisms, isn't it? Yeah, like the, yeah. the wires or the, you know, the. Yeah, yeah. I don't things. know. <laughs> as you know, as you know, me and Carl hit the gym an awful lot, so we know exactly course. what we're talking about here. Of but, course. Yeah, some of the ropey bits. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the ropey bits, um, basically, were were tied around um, Edge's neck, and and he had his like his arm looped through and stuff like that. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of saw this as a little bit controversial, um, with ultimately what happened in the you know, the death of Chris Benoit. Um, so he obviously well-documented his um, kind of double murder-suicide. And, you know, he was he was found in his house kind of um, hanging from his, his weight his weight equipment. And obviously there's there's just been an episode of the, the Dark Side of the Ring, I think it's called, um, 
little docuseries um, that's mm. specifically focused on Chris Benoit. So from a timing standpoint as well, it's kind of fresh again in a lot of people's minds. But yeah, apparently them kind of doing that kind of uh, ruffled a few feathers in the sense it kind of brought up kind of bad omens from what happened in that kind of tragedy. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about this one, Carl. And I can totally understand how people have made that connection. But I only made that connection when other people pointed it out. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think WWE have... Th- I don't think people are thinking they've done it deliberately by any means, but I don't think they've thought about it. Because honestly, if I'd not have like seen it or heard about this, um, I wouldn't have thought nothing of that spot. I wouldn't have connected it to Benoit at all. Now, that's just me personally. I don't know if you know... I don't know if at the time you thought, oh, that's a bit... But certainly for me, I didn't connect this to Benoit until other people were going, oh, that's a bit close to the knuckle. And you go, ah, I suppose it is kind of similar to that. But I don't know. Uh, for me, it it doesn't it feel like a lot of people are seeing it, seeing the connection more than the connection actually being there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, it didn't... Obviously, it wasn't the forefront of my mind when I watched the match. So I don't know whether it's just people who've happened to have watched that... Um, documentary recently i don't know whether it discusses it on there perhaps and, yeah you know it's fresh probably a case of plans. some very unfortunate time and then yeah mm. but i think i don't know it's one of them i think people people will get offended by anything you know if so it's what what can you do do you know what i mean it, it, it's one of those yeah. things you know maybe they should have someone kind of vetting these things and whoever signed off on the matches you know maybe it's like a little bit of a slap on the wrist of maybe you should have picked up on that potentially but it's one of those you can think about every possible thing that someone might get offended by it's just you've got to if, if it's if it's not in the forefront of your mind how would you ever know to think about it i guess yeah no, that's a fair point yeah Cool. Um, so then the next item on the list, so um, our, our old pal Tyson Fury um, has come out and said that apparently he he was actually meant to be at WrestleMania this year. So, um, you know, I think... Yeah, I think we'd actually heard some rumours to that effect, hadn't we, before everything kicked off with the the whole coronavirus? Yeah, so I think I think we alluded to it and we were kind of get, given our kind of um, predictions for... It might have even been the Elimination Chamber match. I think I, I think I'd, I'd heard a few things and said that I think because um, obviously Braun was going three on one, I thought Tyson Fury would get involved in in some way yeah, with yeah, the Braun. Kind yeah. and I think to be fair, there was definitely something going to happen with Braun because that's probably why Braun was free. <laughs> you know, on, on WrestleMania. Makes season. a bit of sense. Like, yeah, he was always going to be there to do that gimmicky celebrity thing, and then that sort of fell through. Yeah, exactly. So I think. You know, they, they didn't have anything for Braun because Tyson Fury couldn't be involved. And then just so happened he, he fucking walked his way into a, a championship, you know, right place, right time. But, um, yeah, interesting. I think, you know, he's he's fresh off the, the win against Deontay Wilder. And, you know, he's still he's a very big star. He's the number one heavyweight in the world. So and he, he's a massive WWE fan. So I don't see their kind of relationship ending anytime soon i think as soon as this covid stuff's out the way that you know we are going to see tyson fury back in some capacity how do you how do you are we going to see that? him we're going to see him go up against um braun for the title i mean <laughs> would you put it past them Let's be I, re- I really wouldn't i really would not um i've, I've no issue with it I, I never have any issue with the the whole celebrity involvement uh what i don't want them to do and it's a mistake WCW made many times. I say many times. Certainly, one notable time for me is when they try and put titles on them and legitimise them as wrestlers. Um, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Tyson Fury is is a you know he's a serious boxer. So I'm sure this is as as far as sports go. You know, he, he this is more entertainment than anything. So um, 
I don't think he'd really need to care about titles and stuff, but I do have a, that little underlying fear that they would do something like that. But um, I never have any issue with, with celebrity involvements. Uh, it'd be nice to see him back in some capacity. Um, it always tries to bring, view- like these sort of things are always to try and bring viewers to WWE. So I'm all for that. But um, what I don't want them to do is because Braun's got the title at the moment is to try and do something with that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be too keen. I don't know what you're talking about. WWE putting um, championships on celebrities. It's not like they... Oh, Rob Rob Grunt. Oh, yeah. Grunk. 24-7 champion. Hmm. Okay. Mm, yes. See? Maybe. Um, but, like, <laughs> look at WC, WCW probably has the worst of all when they put the title on uh, David Arquette. Yeah. Like, that did not work, and it did not work for so many reasons. And WWE have seen that mistake. They saw that mistake way back when, so... Hopefully they don't try and pull that kind of shit. I don't mind so much with the Gronk with a hokey title like the 24-7 title, but you can't use one of your big titles uh, and, and use it in that way. Uh, not, I'm not saying they will. It's purely speculation, but I just worry because Braun is obviously the usually the foil to Tyson. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely going to be a, an, an interesting kind of way that they're going to bring him in, into the mix. It, you know, I think it, it probably lined up quite nicely on whatever they were going to do at WrestleMania because you already had that you know, history with Braun and stuff. Um, but now that he is champ, then do they go a different direction? Do they get him involved with someone else? Or, yeah, be remains yeah. to be seen, but it sounds like he will be involved in some capacity. Awesome. Um, so the next one, so apparently, um, you know, there's been rumours today that WWE are planning on um, going back to the Performance Centre on Friday um, to tape a significant amount of um, Raw, SmackDown and NXT tapings. Um, that will apparently take them all the way through um, to May, which is just before Money in the Bank. Um, but then there's also, I think, there was some contrasting reports um, around Money in the Bank as well. Yeah, I mean, the Money in the Bank one makes a lot of sense. Um, I understand, you know, WWE getting as much taped as they can. That does make a lot of sense. And obviously the next big pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. And it's one of their most bankable pay-per-views as well. No pun intended. <laughs> um, it, it's a money match. People love the Money in the Bank. Uh, again, another pun, unintentional. Um, <laughs> but given the format of Money in the Bank as we typically know it, it's hard to put that match together with the current situation. And the suggestion, and I don't know if it's been confirmed just yet, but the suggestion certainly is that they will have to cancel or postpone, certainly, uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, so I don't know what the, whether they're going to replace it or what they're going to do to build up to it. Or uh, Carl and I, before we started recording the podcast, talked about can they do a, a sort of a, a smaller version, you know, in which you have only the five participants um, rather than the... How many do they normally have in a Money in the Bank match? Um, I think minimum six, but there can be up to like eight or ten in some cases. Yeah. It's normally big, bigger numbers. Um, so we've seen that they seem to get away with... Um, they certainly got away with the Fatal Five-Way at Mania. So uh, as far as regs go, I think they could probably get away with that. But um, whether they, they truly go ahead and just postpone it or cancel it, um, I mean... I'd, I'd would, I wouldn't like to see it not happen at all. That's the only thing I'd say on that. Um, it'd be a shame because it's an, it's an enjoyable pay-per-view. Um, it's certainly not one of the big pay-per-views as, as far as um, tenure goes, but it's getting there. Of, of the modern pay-per-views, it's certainly one of the main ones you look forward to. It's not just put together because, you know, oh, well, we'll call this pay-per-view Hell in a Cell because we like Hells and Cells. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's got its own gimmick and its own feel to it, and it, it makes sense as a pay-per-view, and um, I've always enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sincerely hope it is just more of a postpone than a cancel, but that's certainly some of the suggestion we're getting. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's unprecedented times, isn't it? I think it would be a shame to not, you know, have the money in the bank happen at all. So mm-hmm. if they do decide not to do it in this moment, then hopefully it will still return. Because, um, I mean, I don't. Even, to be honest, I don't even know. I can't even remember who had the money in the bank this year, um, and how that whole cash in and stuff went. But like from from memory of times, it's obviously you've got one of the, the greatest WrestleMania moments ever with uh, Seth Rollins cash in and stuff like that. So it is. Uh, so yeah, great... and that's that's where you can see it work really well. Mm. Did, 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 I'm I'm trying to remember who won it last year. Why don't we remember that? I guess it wasn't that important. <laughs> yeah. But um, no idea. But yeah, it it usually leads to some. Like I think that's the thing because you win with that sort of shot. It's it's similar to a rumble in that sense, isn't it? But it's got that uncertainty of like when 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 are they going to cash it in? And it just adds. It does. It doesn't just stop at the pay per view. It goes on. You know, it's brilliant. But yeah. um. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to have a look now at who won last year's because it's become really important to me. I think it might have actually been Lesnar or something like that. I, I'm struggling to see the results, but um, nevertheless, I won't digress too much anyway. I'll just uh, just live with that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, certainly the uh, the suggestion, and I, I do hope it is just a postponement because I do thoroughly enjoy those pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so, I mean, I wonder how much work they can get, going back to your original news point, I wonder how much work they can they can get done Um uh, do you think they will successfully manage to to get themselves lined up to through to May? I mean, it's it's going to be a challenge for them from a booking standpoint. Like, I hope I hope they're not just taping shit to churn out weekly shows. Like, I hope they've actually thought through. Okay, well, here's how the next month is going to look like story wise, and it's going to all like surely yeah, it's going to build that. up and feel like it's happening yeah. live in a sense, yeah. you know. Because there are other companies out there who do tape their shit, and like TNA was a prime example. They used to do like two or three tapings like in one night, and it'd always progress the story. So, you know, if WWE can't even do that, then that's going to be awful. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, there's no way we can get another episode of Raw or SmackDown, anything like the Raw that they put out this week. So they need, you know, this is meant to kickstart the fucking the next twelve months. So they need to make sure they're doing something with it. This is the thing, yeah. This is the danger point. They can't just be lazy with it. Um, but yeah, be interesting to see uh, going forward, like what news comes out on it or how these tapings actually end up looking. You know, um, yeah. I'm curious on that one. Um, I have a couple I want to mention. Um, if if now is a good time to do it, uh, mm-hmm. just a couple of uh, cheeky tweets that I've seen. Um, so the first one is uh, Kevin Nash. Uh, so basically, and I, I don't fault. Uh, Mr. Nash for putting a tweet up the way he did because basically he was he was sort of congratulating WWE uh, and and everyone involved for a good WrestleMania, especially given the situation. You know the usual um, nice sentiments, um, and it was met with a little bit of um, not backlash per se, but you know a bit of a snarky response as you usually expect with social media. I don't know how long Kev's been doing this, but it can be quite a toxic place at times. Um, so the the person responding was just saying, you know, this isn't what WrestleMania is about, and it's a past entity for them, and and WrestleMania was the last straw, and the WWE that kind of bollocks, right? Um, and the reason I want to mention it is because um, Kevin Nash's response refers to the he basically says Lance Archer versus a fifth grader was riveting television, almost sarcastically, uh, referring to AEW. Um, and the reason I mentioned that is um, that. I, I don't think he needed to take a shot at AEW. Um, I think there's a little bit of hypocrisy there as well for a man who who is trying to act so loyal to WWE that he's popping shots at their biggest rival, as it were, at the moment. Um, when 
you know, he's historically made his career by leaving WWE and going to WCW. Um, and I think um, AEW at the minute is sort of the, the a good alternative for WWE for wrestlers who may not get the same notoriety or fame from WWE that they are getting with AEW. So um, I mainly want to mention it for that because I feel like he, he doesn't seem to understand that. Like he, he didn't, he was, you're better with this era than I am, Carl, but he wasn't, the biggest part of, of Nash for me was him becoming part of the NWO and leaving WWE when that, that sort of story they built around that controversy uh, of being the outsiders. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just don't like to see him sort of putting down another promotion when really, you know, he knows a lot of young wrestlers. He, he can certainly influence a lot of young wrestlers and um, to try and make it sound like WWE is their only options a bit shit, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pot calling the kettle black, isn't it? All over. I think, you know, he he had a good run in WWF as Diesel. He was a WWF champion. He'd had some decent feuds with the likes of Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. But you know, it wasn't until he kind of he he blew up when he when he you know was part of NWO and with the Outsiders and bringing Hogan in. And it, it was at that point he became a, a megastar. So you know, for him to kind of now that he's you know his his boy Triple H and he's 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 come good again with WWE and all all this shite to make out like. It's the only product out there. Just I don't know. Just as you said, just uh, coming across as a massive hypocrite, really, isn't he? So I just yeah. And for me as well, without delving too too long into this, like he's trying to sort of put down Marco Stunt, who it, obviously is a, he's not a big chap, especially compared to Lance Archer, because um, that's the match he's obviously referring to. But like he's, what's the point in taking that shot when when we've seen it happen so many times? We've seen it happen in WWE so many times where the big guy totally ruins and squashes the little guy. I think even Kevin Nash did it with Rey Mysterio at one point. So like it, it's it's that whole thing of like you know it's it's a classic staple almost to have that like that's they've brought Lance Archer in as a as a monster and then they've put him against the little guy who could so he could dominate him and prove his dominance. It, it's a classic thing that, that WWE have done many a time, so I don't get why he's trying to sort of um, denigrate it the way he is, but he's like, ah, you know, it's uh, up against the fifth grade and all that. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's an odd, odd suggestion to make. Yeah. Uh, so the next, uh, and the, the only other one I've got, um, was a, a tweet made by WWE, which was not long before, I read it not long before uh, we started the podcast, and it, it's more just, it's not really a newsworthy thing, I don't suppose, I just want to mention it, because it just shows you what WWE are like, it's a little bit cheeky really, in that they put up a tweet saying that um, uh, Vince McMahon, 11 years ago, predicted that uh, Drew McIntyre would be champion, and it's like, <laughs> okay, two things, uh, no he didn't, he, he, don't get me wrong, he said it, when he was when he was big on Drew, um, but there's no way he could have predicted the way this story went. This story was not manufactured by WWE, despite how you want to make it sound. This story was true. It was organic. He left because he was pissed off. He built himself up on the Indies, then he came back. This isn't something that was put together. He didn't he didn't send Drew out there to build himself up on the Indies and then ruin TNA and come back. Uh, it was not a Vince thing. And secondly, predictions are easy to make when you decide who gets the championship. <laughs> Right, that's a very I'm good willing show. to, I'm willing to buy into kayfabe, but at the same time, WWE, you're on social media. We all know how the game works. It's a bit of an odd tweet to put out to say, well, oh, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I'd know something's going to happen if I was one who fucking made it happen. <laughs> yeah, I think you've uh, you've hit the nail on the head, haven't you? I think he was obviously very big on Drew at the time. Brought him in, said he's a future world champion, and then you know, there's there's no way. <laughs> 
you know that this was ever going to happen really it's only from drew's fucking seriously hard work and effort and setting himself that goal himself is what has made it happen that's the thing and i'm not discrediting anyone in wwe at the moment who is choosing to stick with it but drew could have had a totally different path if he'd have just floundered in the mid card in wwe for a lot longer so Mm -hmm. it, it was his own personal choices that got him where he is definitely and i think as well a nice little um segue into my next little snippet was something that i uh I, I saw this on reddit just prior to us doing this um call actually but a very interesting little stat so um so apparently drew has now got a wrestlemania triple crown so ultimately what that means is um he's one of only 11 people so he's the 11th person in wrestlemania history to have won the royal rumble prior to it then yep won a world title match at WrestleMania in yep. the main event. So it's won the Rumble, uh, won the title, and be in the main event. So this puts him on a very prestigious list of others who have, you know, been able to do this this feat. So right. Hulk Hogan, yep. Bret Hart, yep. Shawn Michaels, Steve yep. Austin, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Chris Benoit, Batista, John Cena, Becky Lynch and now Drew. So I mean, that's kind of like that's a fucking crazy. who's who of you know wrestling royalty, really. <laughs> oh yeah, and Becky. Yeah, and Becky. Um, <laughs> but you know, everyone on that list has gone on to kind of become fucking you know synonymous with wrestling, synonymous with WWE. You know, we've got Hall of Famers in there, people who you know, it's I just think it's a, it's a huge kind of accomplishment and sign of trust that they've allowed Drew to do that, and you know. <laughs> there's people who aren't on that list, like the likes of The Rock, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns. Yeah, massive you know. names who you think probably should have been or you'd expect to have been. Um, exactly. That's crazy, yeah. So I think it does definitely go to show that he, you know, quite deservedly does seem to have that backing. And I think, you know, you and I will agree, we can only hope he's got the kind of storied career that the other names on that list have had. And hopefully he's, you know, there for a long time and in the main event scene for a long time. No, that's a fascinating one. I didn't know that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that, Carl. He's uh, so almost a prestigious list to be on. That's great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, so sorry. Go yes, on. so I was going to say the last one I've got, which is a nice little segue into our kind of third segment, is um, just another kind of social media thing. So there was an Instagram post from The Undertaker um, after WrestleMania, um, and it just had the caption uh, It was a hell of a ride. Hashtag Boneyard Match, hashtag WrestleMania, hashtag 30 years. Right. So that then kind of starts, you know, the retirement rumours going. So I just, I thought it was an interesting one. So obviously it's all kind of, seems like a normal normal tweet until he throws the 30 years hashtag in there. So, mm. you know, would you be happy if this was Undertaker's last ever match? Um, For me, I think it's a good note to go out on. Um, But I feel like, he could have had his note to go out on many moons ago as well. And one thing I'm just mindful of doing because I never do is um, we do like sort of promote our, our social medias a little bit, Carl, if we could before we go. Um, so I believe we're now TikTok famous. <laughs> we are. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not you and I doing any um, kind of weird dances or anything like that. But um, you unless know, you guys do. want that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, let us know in the comments, guys. Um, if if you want to see me do the renegade dance, you know it can be done. It can be arranged. <laughs> um, 
but no, we are on TikTok, so um, you know, please follow us on there. We post quite a few different uh, videos and, and wrestling-related kind of questions and polls and things like that. And of course, we are on um, Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. Um, and don't forget our podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts, wherever yeah, you're listening we're, to this we're on, now. We're on the big hitters. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. Wherever you can think. We're even on TuneIn these days. So. Um, Anywhere you can find us, you know, if you enjoy it and you want to recommend it to a friend, fantastic. If you and don't also, enjoy it and you want to recommend it to an enemy just to piss them off, go for that too. It's all good. Yeah, we'll take what we can get. But also, <laughs> um, even if you consume your podcast directly via audio, we are on YouTube. So please drop us a sub on the channel. That will be a big help. Um, and, you know, you can follow us everywhere, basically. Just follow us. Be like, be like the creepy DDP of WWF and follow us like, uh, like you did Undertaker's Wife.